I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors, Producers Wealth. If you're interested to set up your infinite banking policy correctly and have access to a coach that will help you use your infinite banking strategy to grow your business and your investment portfolio and having your capital work in more than one place simultaneously and protect your capital from market downturns, taxes, predators, and creditors, you can watch a presentation of exactly how you can do this at yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm MC Lobster. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Cashflow Ninja and spending your most valuable resource, your time once again with me. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at cashflowninja.com. And I also uh, open up my mastermind, Cashflow Nirvana. Um, and you can join Cashflow Nirvana by signing up at cashflowninja.com forward slash Nirvana. That mastermind is specifically for business owners and investors that are looking to protect and build wealth during turbulent times. That mastermind will, uh, in that mastermind, we've recognized all of the problems. We're going to be focusing on solutions and capitalizing on all the many opportunities that these problems provide in 2023. So if that sounds like something that you want to be a part of, cashflowninja.com forward slash Nirvana. I've got a fantastic show for you today. A returning guest from the real asset investor, Dave Zook. Dave, how are you? MC, I'm doing fine. I'm I'm doing great actually. Looking to be, uh, looking forward to be back here with you. Thanks for having me back. So this year's all already off to a flying start. Um, what are some of the things that you're looking at in in, in 2023? Um, how do you see the world? What do you see some of the threats and dangers? And what are some of the opportunities uh, opportunities that you're seeing? Yeah. So one of the things as a reflection of last year. Uh, um, I, you know, got together with my team and we're looking about, you know, we're looking at what all we've got accomplished over the last 12 months and kind of reflecting and looking at our goals from last year. And, and 2022 was a time of, for us, it was a time of, um, putting systems in place, using technology, building infrastructure, building the team. And it feels like now 2023 will be the time to actually be able to leverage those systems and leverage the team that we built and and really um, maybe do some marketing for the first time in a long time. I mean, we you know, we most of our business nowadays comes from referrals and repeat investors and and we we've really been playing a lot of defense in the last couple of years. You know, I mean, being able to onboard the amount of investors we have and and really just really placing orders. You know, people would call us and say, hey, you know, we want to invest in something. You know, what do you got? And and so kind of um, 
playing defense and, and, you know, grown so fast, we were constantly understaffed. Uh, 2023, it feels like we're in a really good position to to really leverage that now and leverage that infrastructure and technology we put in place and the new portal and the new website and, you know, some of those things. So it's, it's an exciting time. Yeah, it, it, it absolutely is. Um, and I mean, you're very well positioned to capitalizing on a lot of turbulent times in the assets that you're in. Uh, real assets, hard assets, uh, where you can build wealth with great tax benefits, all of the stuff that you're in, physical businesses that produces cash flow, like car washes, uh, ATMs, self-storage, and of course, uh, the commodity types of an, of investments. So um, yeah, there's a lot, lot, lot to cover here. Um, why don't you uh, just share with us um, and give us an update because the last time you and I talked, we talked a little bit about the car wash business that you have, and that's just absolutely crushing it. So what are some of the things that's going on there that that's that's exciting and, and what's some of the updates? Yeah. So one of the things that happened is when we entered this space, we were thinking we were going to build 30 to 50 car washes in five years. And we saw the opportunity, we saw the need, we saw the appetite from institution, private equity firms for this asset class. And we couldn't help but think we were thinking too small. We were thinking we were we were moving too slow. And so now we're on pace to become the second largest franchisee uh, for the Tommy's organization. And we're looking to build somewhere between 75 and 100 Tommy's car washes in, in four to five years. And so, you know, to do that, we had to, we had to get more aggressive, uh, on our side. We had to, you know, deploy more resources on our side with the team, with the infrastructure again, with, you know, and also with capital raise. And so we've, we've got a bunch of, we got eight operational car washes in our portfolio right now. And we've got four more coming out of the ground. Right now, I mean, I just got pictures uh, over some text this morning of, you know, fuel pools coming out of the ground, you know, and, and uh, so it's an exciting time there. We look to have, I believe it's 11 more coming out of the ground next quarter. So, you know, one of the things that got us excited about this space uh, to start with was we saw what was happening on the, or we saw the opportunity in the space in that it's so fragmented. You know, we we talked we talked probably a year or two ago about self-storage and how fragmented the space was and what the opportunity was and how you could, you know, put a portfolio, bundle up a portfolio of self-storage properties and sell them to a REIT. Well, we did that last November. So it was like 14 months ago, we did that. We sold a portfolio of 20 six of our properties to a read out of Chicago is a $450 million deal that netted our investors somewhere between 30 and 31% annualized returns. That was a fragmented industry and it still is. There's still opportunity in that space and we're still buying self-storage. But I can tell you that if that industry was fragmented, this industry is like shattered into like micro fragmentation. I mean, okay, so I'll give you an example. Like the, the biggest player in the space is Mr. Carwash. They just went public a year and a half ago-ish. Yeah. And they own a bunch of car washes, but they generate around 5% of the total revenue 
of all car washes. And so that kind of gives you an idea of how fragmented this space is. And, and here's the opportunity in that. So private equity firms desperately want to get their foot in the door. They want to buy a large portfolio of car washes. Well, nobody owns large portfolio. They're owned by mom and pops. And so what's, what's happening is we've seen portfolios, the last four portfolios that traded that were 20 car washes, well-run tunnel car washes and up traded for around a 20 times multiple, 20 X multiple on EBITDA. And so we're seeing this take place. In fact, the Wall Street Journal a couple couple months ago came out and just confirmed it. We saw what was going on, but then they came back and confirmed it. They were like, yeah, these things are trading for like 18 to 20 X multiples. And I was like, yeah, we know. And uh, so we're building this portfolio thinking that we'll be selling the portfolio in, in three to five years. One of the things too is private equity firms institution do not have the patience that it takes to take a raw piece of dirt and turn it into a car wash. We've been, we've been in this space now for almost three years and we got pools coming out of the ground now. So private equity firms will pay you not only for your stabilized car washes, they'll pay you for the projects where you got poles coming out of the ground and they'll pay you for your dirt that you haven't entitled, you know, they'll, they'll pay you for your whole pipeline because they're so desperate to, trying to get into space. They want to write a hundred million dollar checks. They don't want to write 5 million, 10 million, $20 checks. They want to buy a large portfolio. So that's where the opportunity is. And that's what we're excited about. I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors. One of the wealth strategy secrets of the ultra wealthy is that they make more income and grow their net worth every year and legally pay less in taxes. They also grow their capital when markets go up, down, and sideways. They grow their capital in economies that grow and boom and in economies that are in recessions and even depressions. If you are a high-income earner and trying to figure out how to legally reduce your taxes while receiving cash flow and growing your capital, Pantheon Investments have a great opportunity right now. By leveraging Pantheon Investments' holistic wealth strategy and its exclusive relationships, you can access an opportunity right now in oil and gas. This opportunity will help W-2 earners to legally reduce taxes, generate cash flow, and grow their capital. This exclusive opportunity will also position you to be on the right side of rising oil and gas prices. This is a limited offering available to accredited investors only. To learn more, go to cashflowninja.com forward slash Pantheon. That's cashflowninja.com forward slash P-A-N-T-H-E-O-N. It's interesting how they are, I mean, desperate for assets too, you know, uh, private equity firms, uh, just in conversations that, that, that I've had because of all the, you know, a lot of the other asset classes have really been inflated, right? You've even seen it like we've got a ton of people in the medical space um, and private medical companies that that they've gone after. So they are looking for you know opportunities uh and obviously this 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 is a huge one um and uh, of course where you're positioning yourself in this space um having an exit to uh, a private equity one with this uh with this investment is is a is a perfect strategy 
Well, and they're they're seeing some things that we're seeing. They're seeing the opportunities in in you know they're seeing how this asset class uh, produces income. They're yep. seeing the steady uh, production of cash flow. They're seeing how recession resilient it is. So between eight, 2008 and 2010, car wash revenue dipped around eight percent. Well, our business model. We're producing forty to forty-five to fifty percent margins, and so when you dip eight percent, you can handle an eight percent dip when you when you're operating on forty-five to fifty percent margins. You know, it's it's always kind of funny to me. I, I chuckle about this when um, my investor friends are whining about a you know fifty fifty basis point rate hike and now that kills their deal i i just you know i i i just am not used to operating with margins like that when you've got a 45 to 50 percent margin and eight percent dip in revenue you can handle it and that's what happened in 2008 2010 when you look at 2020 and 21 you'll see the car wash business actually spiked you know that there that was a great time that was an essential business Yep. And that was a great time to be in the car wash business. The other thing that institutions, private equity firms really like, they love a subscription model. You know, when you yep. can take the volatility out of that cash flow and you can build your subscription model. So that's where our focus has been is really getting in there, doing acquisition, building car washes, and really working on that subscription model. One of the things, you know, I mean, if, if you look at, Netflix, one of the Wall Street darlings, you know, it didn't matter that, um, you know, the quarterly earnings when they came out and said they lost $100 million. What mattered was if they went from 1.2 million subscribers to 1.6 million subscribers and and the stock went up. It didn't matter if they, they lost a bunch of money. Well, here you get the best of both worlds. When you can build your subscription model, you get to benefit from the cash flow that flows to your bottom line because you got your fixed costs. You know, you get yep. your real estate tax, you got your, you know, you get your fixed costs that you got to deal with. But when you, at a certain point, when you build that subscription model past a certain point, I mean, most of that flows to the bottom line. So they see that, they love that. We bought a property in San Antonio, Tommy's Car Wash in San Antonio. We, you know, increased the subscription model by uh, like between 30 and 40% in four months. Not only did we you know, expand the, the cash flow and we get to enjoy the benefits from the additional revenue, but we increase the value. When you see it through the eyes of a private equity firm, we increase the value of that one location by $6 million by doing that. So it's, it's just a, a fun business model and, and we're in a, you know, it's a, it's a great time to be in a car wash investor. Yeah. And in the, if you look into the future, you know, switching uh, from, uh, just the uh, fossil fuel driven cars to the EVs, you're still going to have them, even if you look at ride share, because a lot of people say, well, ride share is going to take it over. You're still going to have dirty cars that are being shared, right? And the same with, oh, what about self-driving cars? Yeah, they get dirty too. They're not self-washing. They're self-driving. They're still going to need wash washing too, right? That's the beautiful part. EVs get dirty. That could be a whole marketing. That could be a whole marketing plan, right? EVs still get dirty. They might not take any gas, but they still get dirty. Yeah, yeah. Ubers too, Lyfts too. You know, and all these fleets of cars. Uh, if they go self-driving, they get dirty. There's there's some dust out there. 
Now, Dave was on the show uh, last year. If you go to cashflowninja.com and you type in Dave Zook, you'll find the episode that Dave did about uh, the car wash business model. Now, it's evolved a little bit, the business model. So, Dave, what are some of the updates with the business model in uh, your car wash niche? So, first, I'll go into our business model. Our business model is uh, first. I'll go into our business model, and then I'll go into the business model that we set up for our investors. Um, so our business model is we're building these to sell. You know, we would love to build. Our our, our goal is to build a business that we would hate to sell, but that we would be crazy not to because we understand the multiples that they're paying for these. And you know, when when you when you do the math. You'd be crazy not to. That's that's a good position to be in. We're not forced to sell. We don't want to sell, but we got to sell because the numbers are so crazy. And so that is our business model. Build a bunch of car washes, sell to a private equity firm and institution. Um, our business model that we set up for investors is a little bit different than what your, than what many of your listeners would be used to. The traditional uh, 70-30 split with an eight prep or something like that. Um, what we did, we took it and we built it a lot like our ATM model. Many of your listeners are investors of ours. They've, they've, you know, they're familiar with the ATM model. What we did is we got together on the front end and we said, okay, this is a new asset class for us. We've never built car washes before. We're, we're, dealing with a new operations team come highly recommended. We were fully confident. We vetted them. They, you know, they, and it turns out they're, they're great, but it's a new operations team. Um, it's, it's also, um, there's also a lot of development. So when, when you look at all three of those things, what do you think about? You think about risk, right? And it, and it is real potential risk. And yeah. so we got together and we were like, okay, how can we reduce the risk? Uh, how can we take some of that risk away from our investors? And so I came up with a business model. Why don't we just give all of the cash flow to our investors? We've done, we've got lots of other stuff going on. We've got lots of cash flow coming in from our other investors. We could afford to do this. We were just like, you know what? Let's just give 100% of the cash flow to our investors. We'll give the investors a 1.75x. Uh, return, meaning if you invest $100,000, you get $175 back. We projecting that it's going to happen you know, within five years. Uh, you get 100% bonus depreciation. You get all the depreciation. One of the things that I really, one of the other things I really like about a car wash is a car wash is different in that the building, you can depreciate at the same rate as the equipment. So you know how an apartment building you got to go in and you got to you got to do the cost take studies and you can write off write off part of it in the first year and then you can write off the other parts in three to five years and then then you got some ten year ten year depreciation. Um, so this is different. The building you can take last year you can take hundred percent bonus depreciation on your equipment. This year obviously it's eighty percent depreciation now with the tax you know with some of that sunsetting, but it's a very aggressive tax impact play. So investors get 100% of the bonus depreciation or 100% of the depreciation and they get 100 and they get 1.75x on their money before we exit. We're patient. We're building this thing. We're looking at 
you know, a five-year deal. We're not getting paid. In fact, we're upside down. Um, we're covering the carrying costs, the admin, the, you know, setting the deal up, you know, running the fund, all that stuff without taking a penny. We get paid on the backside behind our investors, even in the event of a sale. Let's say the sale happens in year three and an investor comes in, and, you know, today we sell this project, pipeline, buildings, everything that we've done in the last, you know, three years up until now, six years in. So let's say in, in, in year three, three years from now, we sell this portfolio. That investor still gets paid the 1.75x. They always get paid first. We get paid behind them. So it's one of the things that we did to reduce the risk of our investors, be a little bit more patient on the back end, get paid behind our investors and really capture that upside. I want to take a moment to recognize one of our sponsors. My friend Dave Zook says, you can be conventional or you can be wealthy. Pick one. At The Real Asset Investor, Dave and his team bring their investors high-yield investment opportunities across several asset classes for cash flow, tax impact, and equity growth. He and his team are one of the top five ATM operators in the country, and they have an investment opportunity available to accredited investors right now in the ATM space. To learn more about their ATM funds that produce tax-free cash flow, visit therealassetinvestor.com. Now, one of the other assets that you mentioned that investors had an exit in was uh, cell storage. So what's going on uh, with the cell storage investments that you guys are currently operating in? Um, yeah, so I, you know, several of our asset classes, um, they, you know, one of, one of the reasons that I'm in some of these asset classes are very specifically for, uh, you know, I, I was looking at, about 2017, I started looking for an asset class that does really well in a recession. I, you know, what what is that? What what would that look like? Um, I bought my last big multifamily apartment deal in late 2018. Uh, I felt like, you know, there the, we were we were getting too close to a, a market bubble. Now I. You know, obviously, I left some meat on the bone. I should have kept right on going for another year or two before I started selling. Um, but, you know, there, one of the things that really got on my radar was self-storage. And one of the reasons for that is between 2008 and 2010, not only were they the least uh, negatively affected by the the Great Recession of 2008, 2010, of all of its um, commercial real estate peers – but it was also the quickest to rebound and it rebounded the most aggressively. So, you know, whether you, whether it was, you know, uh, retail or, uh, you know, any of the um, uh, commercial real estate asset classes, it outperformed. And so that was very interesting. When you, when you fast forward to 2020 to 2022, it was the number two last, last time it was number one. This time it was number two. Do you, do you care to guess what number one was? That's going to be a tough one. <laughs> you're going you're, 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 you're to love this one. It was data centers. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. So in case you had any suspicion, we are being uh, spied on. And uh, so, so data, <laughs> data centers outperformed, slightly outperformed um, self-storage coming out of uh 
2020, 2021, and 2022, but uh, self storage was a close second. So it's it's been a very recession uh, resilient asset class when there's it's almost like a hedge in your yeah. portfolio. You know, uh, you know, like when you take a hedge position in your stock portfolio, this is like a hedge position because when everything is falling apart, when times when things are not going well, death, disruption, divorce, downsizing, all that kind of stuff, that's when self storage shines, and so that's why I put so heavy has such a heavy focus on self storage. It has, you know, I, I shared about the liquidity event that we had. Uh, we have been building our portfolio aggressively over the last couple of years. I would expect another liquidity event here in the next 12 months, um, but, you know, nothing for sure. But that's been a great asset class. Um, our business model is sound. We're really just buying from a mom and pop operator. We're getting it to the point where it's a great asset, a great, great asset for a REIT by really we're, we're bringing in professional management. We're, we're monetizing, you know, ancillary items, bringing in U-Haul, really developing that piece. And then most often we're going in there and we're adding climate controlled uh, storage units. We're doing some kind of uh, heavy value add or or light development. We're adding, we're turning a 60,000 square foot facility into an 85,000 square foot facility, adding a lot of climate controlled units and getting to the point where it's a great asset for a REIT. They don't want to buy the small uh, asset from a mom and pop. It's not ready for them. So we basically take the mom and pop, we prepare it for a REIT, we exit to a REIT three to four years later. So that's been our business model and it's been it's it's been very very kind to us, Dave. What's going on in the ATM space that 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 you're invested in, and a ton of your investors are invested uh, alongside you with? You know, that has been one of our core asset classes for the last decade. ATMs continue to do very well. You know, many people ask us about well, what about cash and cash going away. Nobody who's using cash. Well. People listening to this show probably aren't using cash very much at all. I can tell you that I rarely use cash. I couldn't get cash, even though I own hundreds of ATMs personally, I couldn't get cash out of an ATM if I wanted to. I don't have an ATM card. So you and I and your listeners are not our customers. Our customers are the EBT card carriers. They're the people who live in our C-class multifamily apartments. They're the lower income. They're the immigrants. They're th- that crowd of people. I can tell you that crowd of people is one of the fastest growing in the country. There is more cash in currency in existence today than there's ever been in our past. And so while people think that cash has gone away, it's actually not true. And so it's been a very good business force. One of the things, too, is this is a service-oriented business. So it doesn't, like, if we go into an interest rate hike environment, which we just did, if we go into a recession, which we just you could make the argument we're in it already. Uh, I think most of, most of us know we are. Um, you know, there's a good possibility. Well, there's a high possibility. In fact, I'm seeing it already that that value of that asset is going to come down. In ATMs, that's already baked in the cake. The value of your asset is going down over that seven-year contract period. You're about you're you're going to lose the value of your asset. 
that's baked into the cake. So great time to invest in ATMs. It's a cash flow investment, very aggressive on the cash flow side. 100% bonus depreciation. I mean, it's a, it's a great time to be an, an ATM investor and they are performing very well. Another one of the assets that you're invested in at the Real Asset Investor uh, is real just commodity assets. Uh, I, I'll never forget the great trip we had together with a bunch of investors down to Texas to looking at uh, one, of, one of the the deals that we ended up invested in, and it's done very, very well. Um, what's going on with the, those t- types of assets? And I'm more specifically you're talking about energy, right? So we're talking oil, gas, coal, you know, and, and nuclear are the, 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 that's, those are the energy sources that power the world. It's not, nothing's going to change soon on that. What's going on with regards to some of the uh, offerings that you have? I know that you had a natural gas fund. Maybe you can uh, give us an update on that. Yeah. So I, I was a natural gas investor personally for the last going on five years now, for the last two years, we had a natural gas fund open for our investors and Oh, I was early. You know, personally, when I started investing in natural gas, I started natural uh, investing in natural gas because I realized that natural gas at a dollar fifty in the United States, um, which is what the spot price was hanging around when I got into the space. I saw what it was selling for in Europe and Asia and some of these countries that we already were shipping to. We just didn't. We we just weren't mature enough to ship enough of it. And I saw, uh, you know, us pumping billions of dollars, the U.S. pumping billions of dollars into their export facilities. And I saw an opportunity of like, there's only one way. There's only there's only one way for this commodity to go. We got, you know, domestic production. We got international opportunities. They're building out the shipping infrastructure. This The price has got to go up. And so I was early. There was times when we dipped below a dollar, we had to shut some of our wells in uh, temporarily and just you know, produce for our hedge position. That was the only thing you could make money on. Um, but those positions right now, um, I, I'm you know, benefiting from that in a big way. I mean, we're making 10, 11% returns on our, on our money. And that's on a monthly basis. I know many of you of, of you know. There's many people out there that are investing in the stock market that, that would love to get a ten to eleven percent annualized return. We're making ten per ten to eleven percent monthly on our natural gas investments from from a couple of years ago. So I saw the opportunity. I opened a fund uh, in 2021. I had another fund open last year. Expect to you know have a 2023 fund available. We have a great operator partner, one of the lowest lowest cost gas producers in the country, ESG certified. I mean, this these are these guys are the real deals. A family um, operating in the Marcella, Marcella Shale. We've had a lot of fun doing business with them over the last five years, almost five years now, and uh, it, it's just a lot of fun to be a natural gas investor right now. I want to recognize one of our sponsors, Penumbra Solutions. Life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually, but also diversify their capital from any economic, market, and geopolitical risk. 
It's been part of the billion-dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments, Penumbra Solutions, at CashflowNinja.com forward slash life settlements. That's CashflowNinja.com forward slash life settlements. You know, I jokingly said that some of these uh, energy uh, sources like natural gas, it's been it's been like the crypto over the past, you know, two to three years. Yeah, it's come back a little bit, but I mean, if you, and you you said you were early, I mean, it better be early than late, right? Uh, but uh, you were able to ride, ride that wave up. So um, yeah, I mean, 10% compounded monthly uh, compared to the 60-40 portfolio that's down like on average 20%. I know which one I take. Well, it, it it's a lot of fun now, but I can tell you it wasn't a lot of fun then. Yeah. I was I was investing based on my conviction and based on the research that I'd done in the market. Yeah, so, you know, you know, it, it it we we kept I kept on doing it even though it didn't feel right. It wasn't yep. a lot of fun back in the day. Well, you know, when you're when you're there alone and and, and first, you're you're onto something, right? If if no one else is there yet, you just have to wait for it. Yeah, I was a little bit lonely back then. <laughs> so one of the things that I love to to learn about is is what people are studying and learning. You know, wealthy and successful people are always studying and learning. What are some of the things that you're you're studying and learning currently? So we do a monthly book study uh, with a group of ten or twelve business, local business owners, and right now we're doing we're reading the Fourth Turning. You're probably familiar with that one. Um, so that was quite a, uh, that wasn't a real easy read, but it was, it was good. And, uh, I enjoyed it. So right now book study, fourth turning, I mean, there's, you know, a lot of great content out there and I'm always reading something, but that's, that's the one that I'm, that I'm just finishing up right now. I went through that. That's just, I I've gone through it twice and, um, I actually just wrote a report and an email series based on a lot of the stuff in the fourth turning. Uh, I would recommend. Anybody listening to this, you know, uh, and watching this to go read that book, um, because there's a lot of stuff in there that's going to put you way ahead of everyone else. Uh, you know, everything is cyclical. You know, somebody asked me the other day, do you think that cycles exist? I said, well, uh, every day the sun comes up and every day the sun goes down. And then more or less for the same amount of time, the sun comes up again. And I said, you know, there's 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 seasons. You can feel them. They change. So the entire planet, the natural planet is based on cycles. Uh, why wouldn't uh, why wouldn't humans react to cycles and have other cycles, right? Whether it be uh, historical cycles, cycles of empire, economic cycles, market cycles, you know, all those kind of things kind of plays in. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a great book talking about, you know, uh, cycles and historical cycles. And I think the two questions that they wanted to answer in that book is, why does history keep repeating itself? And why do people never learn from history? <laughs> you know? Yeah, And I think they did a pretty good job answering it. I'm not going to uh, spoil the book for anybody listening. Definitely grab a, a copy of the, for the Fourth Turning. Yes, sir. No, I, I, uh, I look forward. We actually just finished the book and I think we got our, our kind of group get together next week. So I'm looking for I'm looking forward to hearing from the other guys, and uh, I'm sure it's going to be good. Absolutely. Um, 
One uh, last question for you. Uh, what are you? Have you seen any of this AI stuff that's being rolled out, ChatGPT, all the other AI applications and so forth? I know that you're on top of all of that stuff. You're good friends with Tika Tiawari. That he, I mean, that's what he lives and breathes. So any, any uh, comments or thoughts on that? Yeah, in fact, I just uh, was on an hour phone call with Tika yesterday, and and uh, you know we were talking. It was good to catch up with him again. But uh, AIGBT or whatever it is, uh, you're, you're talking about the text thing that writes out the stuff. Like you put in a little. Oh yeah, you ask a oh, questions yeah. the bot and I'll, it gives you instant it's amazing. answers. It's amazing. Uh, I was actually just doing. I was actually just playing around with it this morning, and it's it's absolutely amazing. I I can't imagine how somebody would come up with that technology. It's uh, I, I've shared with folks already listening to this, that we had uh, someone in our network that's a computer coder and he did he, he codes for a living. So he put in uh, he asked the bot to do the specific coding, which would take him 10 hours. It took the bot 10 seconds. It's amazing. And now you've got these Excel bots where you tell the bot the Excel sheet to build you and they do it in like 10 seconds for you. <laughs> it's, uh, you can't you got to wonder what they're going to come up with next right yeah because this I, I this isn't in the labs this is out we can use it you could set up an account and play around with it this isn't something that uh elon musk is playing around with in, in, a, in a lab with 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 these developers right so you yeah, can only that, imagine that, what's in that the labs. happened that happened like 10 years ago it's now ready for us right <laughs> yes wow so talk about you know a a turning you know, of events and uh, some uh, essentially where the status is gets flipped upside down. Talk about a force that could literally flip the status quo upside down. No kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, it's a it's a it's an exciting time to be alive. Absolutely. Uh, Dave, where can folks uh, uh, get in touch with you? Where can they follow you? Where can they sign up for your great newsletter uh, and the communications that you put out and stay informed of all of your projects and investment and offerings? We just finished our brand new website. In fact, this episode will go on our website. Um, so you can go to the website at therealassetinvestor.com. And I've got a great team. You can email us with your questions, comments, anything that has to do anything about an investment. If you want to get on our newsletter, whatever, you can email us at info at therealassetinvestor.com. Fantastic. Thank you so much for coming back on the show. And as always, providing so much value for all of my listeners and viewers out there. Great to see you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me back, MC. I enjoyed it. Fantastic. And thank you to you, the listener and the viewer, for spending your mo most valuable resource, your time once again with me on the Cashflow Ninja. Everything Cashflow Ninja is at CashflowNinja.com. And you could sign up for our mastermind, Cashflow Nirvana, at CashflowNinja.com forward slash Nirvana. Until next time, live infinitely.
This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation, and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.